to episode 26 of Everywhere We Go. This is a very special podcast we've got here for you today. Woo! Very special. It's game week 26 and we're on Spotify, finally. As well as coming on Spotify, we've also got a Twitter at Everywhere We Go P. Uh, be sure to follow all our updates on there. We post all our waiver wire tips as well as some memes as well on there. And also we'll be on TikTok and YouTube soon. So keep an eye out. Got a good app this week. I'm joined by Henry John. Hi, Will. How you doing, mate? I'm really good, mate. Returned back from Abu Dhabi last week. Oh, yeah. Bit sunburnt on my arms, <laughs> but, you know, can't complain. Yeah, that's good to hear. And Charles Orchard is on again. Good evening, Will. How are you? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. And I'm all the better because we've got the return of a former draft champion... Reese Jones Ree. in the building. Thanks for having me back, boys. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, sorry it's been such a long time, but uh, it's nice to be back in the room with you all. It's good, to, it's good to have you, mate. Obviously, tough season for you so far. I, I think that's why I've been hiding. I've been pretending to work and mm. having mid time because I'm rock bottom of the league. But my team's not looking awful now. And I think yeah. I'm gonna, you haven't got the mentality to go back to back. No, I'm way, I'm way <laughs> off back to back. But I've, I think I'm going to climb above Dan. No doubt buoyed by Jared Byrne's recent performances, which we will get to. This week, we're going to go through a bunch of teams which have double game weeks. So this is going to be a really... Double game week galore. Exactly. And starting off with Liverpool. Liverpool have got Norwich and Leeds both at home this week. So expecting a lot of points from Liverpool players. But an interesting performance from them midweek against Inter Milan. Inter Milan. I thought they were dominated, particularly early in the second half. And, you know, textbook, you know, Salah in particular just does nothing for the whole game. But Always when he's needed, up with a goal. But yeah, and it d- just deflects effort at the game. You've got to respect Liverpool, though. You know, they stuck to their task, set piece goal. Mm. Uh, yeah, very good result for them. A player that did stick out in midweek, Ibrahim Konate, mate. Yeah. Thought he was quite solid. Against Inter, um, Liverpool face seven matches in the next three weeks. And with the cup final coming up as yeah. well, I wouldn't be surprised to see some rotation from Klopp in these next few weeks. No, especially considering the strength of Liverpool and uh, their opponents in these matches. Some rotation coming into these games could be really important, actually. There's been rumours that Robertson maybe not, might not start this game against Norwich. It's Norwich at home. So yeah, Simicast give Simicast a chance. He played at Norwich away, didn't he? Got a couple of assists. Yeah, another big news. Jota is injured. Yeah, yeah. Sad times for me because I'm playing none other than Will Corsellis oh, yeah. sitting across the table from me this weekend. And I was licking my lips at this double game week, Norwich and Leeds, both at Anfield, yeah. Jota the main man. And he twists his ankle. And, you know, he, he came off against Inter at half time, and I thought, well, this is just marvellous. It's a tactical change. He's going to be rested for the double week. This is perfect. But then, no, nah, he's injured. With that in mind, though... Jota's injury will lead to more minutes for Firmino and Diaz, surely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought Diaz, I said this last week, I thought he looked really threatening again mm. against Inter. Just that very kind of like one-dimensional attack-minded. Yeah, uh, completely agree there. We well, had that one chance, didn't you, when Trent slipped him in? Yeah, and it was just yeah. a good block on the just line. Just gets into goal-scoring yeah. positions. He should be picked up if he's not really yeah. been picked up. And against these calibre of opposition, Norwich and Leeds, it might be a nice you know, home fixture to ease him into exactly. in these early stages get of his career. Get get that goal, get uh, Liverpool fans behind him. Yeah, can you not just see Firmino getting a hat-trick against Norwich at home? Does <laughs> it not just scream Firmino hat-trick right there? He started against Burnley, which I was surprised by because Jota was fit then. So I'd probably expect to see Firmino start as well. Um, Liverpool against Leeds... Arguably the worst defence in the league um, for Leeds, having conceded 26 goals yeah. and not kept a single clean sheet in their last nine matches. So 
This screams cricket double score. points weeks. Yeah, yeah cricket sure. score. That Leeds game comes midweek for the Carabao Cup final week, however. So there may be some rotation. Keep an eye out for that. But in general, get your Liverpool one, players One player in. Who's, who's been on hot form recently has been Fabinho. Correct, yeah. Five goals in his last seven games in all competitions. Uh, obviously coming from that defensive mid midfield position. You yeah. don't normally get a lot of attacking returns, but he's such a threat from set pieces. Uh, gave Liverpool that opening goal against Burnley last week. I'll discuss him later on. Going uh, going to Leeds though, Will, mm. bit of a concern for them is Rafinha. Obviously a top point scorer for them, but it got hauled off at half-time against Everton. <laughs> That's got to worry Rafinha managers. My, I remind you, Will, he was your matchup that excited you for last week. <laughs> it was Rafinha against Everton. Not for half-time. Um, yeah, no, Rafinha is really worrying me at the moment. Obviously, I traded him for Sterling. Um, bad move. But... Leeds just aren't creating enough right now. James, Harrison, Rodrigo and Rafinha as they're starting front three or four. They're on a downward trajectory. Maybe Gelhart gets more minutes. Leeds didn't manage a shot on target against Everton and Everton have a very poor defence. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if, is... if I'm Leeds or I'm a Leeds fan, I sh- you'd be seriously worried at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a Dan James lover, but when he is your main outlet yeah. to get you goals <laughs> you can't even trouble because it's fin- I mean he did well against Villa away he should have got a hat-trick at the crossbar mm. but <sighs> they, they are seriously struggling well it's Leeds against United and um, United again will be a, to- a team with lots of points coming in in the near future hopefully um, Cavani is expected to be out but Varane is back in training after missing the game against Brighton through illness Lindelof played yeah Lindelof could be a good one solid I think from an attacking point of view, the front four, after a little bit of uncertainty in the preliminary weeks with Rang, it's starting to take shape a little bit yeah. now. You get Sancho on the left. Ronaldo seems to have made that position his up front. It's getting a little bit more consistent now with the selection. Surely Sancho is one of the hottest properties in fantasy at the moment, just because I feel like he's just electric. Well, he's looking better, yes, but... He's not getting the points. No. I mean, there was a couple of... I look. I looked through the game and I think Ronaldo was unhappy at one point where yeah. he's played Sancho and he's made a run. Sancho's had a shot and Ronaldo just, obviously, as he does, chucks Stop his hands me. about. Oh, it was a simple cutback and that would have been yeah. three points. But I honestly think that attacking output will come, though. Like, you look at him, the way he drives with the ball, he's very kind of tactically aware, both in and out of possession. I think that output would come. I would persist with him if I owned him. Definitely, and they got Watford at home after Leeds United, oh, so you'd be looking at some points there. Um, Watford arguably the worst team in the division right now. Mm. So Pogba with another assist against Brighton. Obviously, it was that great call from game. Jose. Ever since yeah. he's called that, he's had uh, a goal and assist. I know. Thing is, once Pogba gets on one of these streaks, he doesn't stop yeah. until like three or four game weeks away. So until he gets injured. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Probably time to invest in Pogba stocks. Well, Henry, you mentioned Watford, actually. They've also got a double game week this week. Uh, away at Villa and home against Palace. Yes, Watford are potentially the worst team in the Premier League at the moment. Uh, they only managed to record one shot against Brighton, which is 0.5 xG, and it's concerning for those that have got strike the Watford strikers at the moment. Yes, Dennis, mate. Mm. Um, they're just in turmoil at the moment. Like like we said a couple of weeks ago with Rory Hodgson coming in, how will their sort of defensive tactics yeah. affect Kings and Dennis's output and? I think it's too early to say at the moment. Obviously, I wouldn't trade away um, Dennis or King because 
with some of the highest points goal scorers um, in terms of forwards. And with this double game week coming up, like the, these are the best opportunities for Dennis and King to score some points. Um, one player, though, well, mm. coming back from AFCON and onto your potential waiver wire is Ismail Assar. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah, that is true. He's got a double game week this week coming up. Obviously, everyone knows he's a fantastic player. It's the double game week which sways you uh, in this instance. I would say pick him up, but it's there's some worrying stats really from Watford's uh, strikers, or interesting at least. King has an XG of 7.13 and scored five goals, and Dennis has an XG of 3.94, has obviously scored eight. So Dennis is overperforming massively and King's underperforming massively, but it's worrying for Watford at the moment. I'm not sure what much output they're going to get, especially against a Villa team, which can score goals. Exactly. Enough about Watford, mate. Let's move on to Villa. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Coutinho, six goal involvements since, on fire. since moving to the Prem. Two goals and four assists in his last four. Brilliant stats. Reese, what do you think about Villa recently? They've been on great form. Obviously, they had that little setback against Newcastle yeah. over the weekend, but Newcastle are on a good run of form. I think Villa under Gerrard are looking menacing, dangerous going forward. And I mean, they've Definitely. just got a bit of swagger and confidence about them. You say that, you know, dangerous going forward. Your mental health cannot be in a good state if you're a Watkins owner like myself, mate. <laughs> Second round pick. He's been abominable. Two <laughs> one points in the last... Six game weeks. What's he playing at? I said on the pod last week, most of the goals in this Gerard system, they're coming from the attacking number 10s. They're coming from like Buendia, Coutinho, who are very similar calibre of players. Not traditional like crosses into the number nine or anything. They're late runs from midfielders. Got a lot of dynamism, that midfield three in Villa, yeah, and they're using yeah. it to full effect. And if you look at Jacob Ramsey coming through as well, he's, get, he's got a couple Absolutely. of goals. So you've got three midfielders there getting goals for them. John McGinn holding back, Douglas Louise holding back. So it gives them that freedom to go forward another team with uh interesting attacking rotation is palace um talking about alise quickly we seem to talk about him a lot on this podcast he was dropped uh for iu against brentford and given how big that game was it's kind of an indicator into who Vieira trusts more but i did some research and it seems that the reason iu keeps on starting is because ward is so bad and IU needs to cover for him. IU <laughs> is great defensively. I can vote yeah. well, for that, that as a Swansea fan. shouldn't affect my team, though, should it? <laughs> you play your best players, like, honestly. But IU's um... work rate is actually phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he can't finish his dinner, but <laughs> if he is covering Joel Ward, it, he is honestly phenomenal for it. And at Swansea, when we were in that relegation battle last season, he was our best player, which says, <laughs> says everything something. you need to know where we are now. <laughs> But yeah, Elise, he has been um, coming on and taking some set pieces, which has been interesting. Considering Palace have got Watford and Burnley coming up, this could be a good time to get in your Palace players. Obviously, I actually weirdly played someone that had two Palace defenders last week, which was a strange phenomenon to happen. <laughs> uh, obviously, they, they got a clean sheet uh, away at Brentford. Mate, definitely. And after this game against Chelsea, they've got Watford away, then Burnley at home. Yeah. I mean, these are two games that you'd hope they keep a clean sheet in at least one of them. Good racing weather at Aintree, and more than a quarter of a million people are here to see the biggest event of the chasing tour. This week on Henry's Lump Jobs. We've got a fourfold, Will, this weekend in uh, the Premier League. We've got the villains to batter the Hornets at home. Uh, then we've got City to trounce Antonio Conte's Tottenham. And then we've gone for Southampton to wipe that smirk off Frankie Lampard's face. And then the final selection in the fourfold is. The mighty R's to meet the mighty B's. Um, that fourfold returns a measly, I'm afraid, 4.6 to 1. But we're going to go lump job and we're going to go £10 on that since we're 30 in the green this week. So I've got the two Chelsea boys in the room. 
Yes, sir. What do we think about the Chelsea defensive rotation going forward? I think it's I think it's a little bit set in stone yeah. at the moment. I think the centre backs, Christensen, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, Chalabar sort of had that um Chalabas sort of had that run in the team over the Christmas period. Combination of poor form and injury, he's not really he, he's not really favoured at the moment. I but saw him on the waiver wire and I thought I'm not gonna pick him up because with the return of Reese James, Aspi can come back into that right centre back yeah, as well. Good point. So I can't see Chalaba starting many minutes. Well, I was gonna ask you guys whether I was gonna pick him back up again. But you've just got green fixtures coming up. I know. So you, that surely means get yeah. Chelsea defenders in, but I can't see him playing a lot. And what about Thiago Silva though? I've said this so many times. Thiago Silva was meant to be that person this year who would come, kind of come in and out of the squad, you know, sort of nurse his hamstring and everything. But he starts every game. The man's unreal. Benjamin Button, mate. Malang Sarr as well. I know we mention him a lot, but he really gets a run in the team at the moment. Tuchel seems to hate Alonso. <laughs> God. So he, he put, he'll put him at left back, he'll put yeah. him at left wing back, anywhere but Alonso. And um, Mount's reportedly injured his ankle. Yeah, out for three weeks, apparently. Do you find that as a bad issue as a Chelsea fan? I mean, I didn't think he was... Getting... I mean, he's not in great form, but I mean, I'm looking at our fixtures. In the Carabao Cup final, I would want him, but I suppose, you know, pa Palace away, maybe that is an opportunity to get Ziyech the run in the team that he deserves. Um, I it's think Ziyech's a... made that place his own, though, that right wing. So I'd be investing in Werner if it was me. See, I, I was watching, us, well. See, I, I was watching us in the Club World Cup final and I thought Havertz played very well. The yeah. thing, the thing about Lukaku as well, he just starts. Whether we like it or not, I don't like it. A lot of other people don't like it either, but he just starts. Like, that's just, you know, period. So it, it, it's just a case of <laughs> just a case of who starts alongside him. Pulisic had a good game in the Club World Cup. The thing final. is, if we play four at the back, that may leave another space up front in one of the front three. Do you know what I mean? True. So play yeah. Lukaku you, and then three. You would behind. need more of like a number ten to fulfil that, and Mount's the only one. I, I think realistically, if you play four at the back, you need Mount playing. And does Tuchel actually really move away from that back five? Yeah, he does it quite yeah? frequently. He, he does it quite frequently over the last kind of couple months. Starting the games or like like starting the games against Spurs because we ran out of defenders. Next, let's go to Arsenal, who have also got a double game week this week against Brentford and Wolves. <laughs> So, Will, the resident Arsenal fan, what are your thoughts about this double game week? I'm very optimistic, to be honest. I feel everyone that has Arsenal players should be. Arsenal have kept five clean sheets in the last seven, and of the three goals conceded in those games, two have been penalties, which is uh, obviously a great sign. And we look better with the ball in the possession and look like to be managing games better. So no-brainers for, for these games would be... Saka, Lacazette and Arsenal defenders. I saw a stat recently in the games that Arsenal have started Gabriel and Ben White, yeah. which I believe is 18 Premier League games. They've kept 12 clean sheets. Good return. Exactly. Very good return. So if you should keep an eye on whether Tomiyasu um, and Tierney will be fit. I think that, uh, Tierney definitely will be, but Tomiyasu has a yellow flag next to him. Uh, if not, could you pick up Cedric? I mean, I would advise you not to. <laughs> I but, definitely would. But maybe, but maybe. Yeah, Arsenal are in great form right now, and um, with Brentford and Wolves both at home, you've got to look. We've got to look at these games and just expect points, really. Brentford, I'd expect points. Wolves, or tough game. 
Wolves yeah. will be low scoring no matter what. So like I would continue to get my Arsenal defenders in. It's not as if they're going to ship two or three to Wolves. I reckon I reckon there's clean sheet points to be I've, made. In I've those. been banging on about Lacazette for a few weeks now. He's got an XG of 5.07 and has scored just three so far. And he's also got four assists. So in my opinion, the goals will come. Uh, and he's just a great asset to have. Links the more dynamic players very well. He's Arsenal are a much better team with him in the squad. One thing to mention is obviously Martinelli's got a red card. So I expect... Smith Rowe to Smith definitely Rowe start. To start yeah. Which is good for me, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, we talk about players you should pick up on the waiver wire or whatever. But talking about players to trade for, 100%, be Saka and Odegaard. Either yeah. one of them. I mean, Saka second among midf- midfielders for goal attempts over his last six matches. Odegaard third for chances created over the same period. Um, also with a double game week this week, uh, as well as in game week 30, they are set to definitely play a fixture because they got knocked out of the cup oh. against Forest. Thanks for letting so um, <laughs> during during that game week, obviously a few of the Premier League teams will still be in the cup. So yeah. there won't be a lot of Premier League fixtures left and Arsenal will be definitely be in one of them. All part of the master plan, mate. All part of the master plan. In terms of Brentford, again, it's worrying for them at the moment. Really worrying, Will. At the uh, end of December, they were 18-1 to 1 with Sky Bet to go down. Yeah. Now a measly four and a half. How's Thomas Franks, mate, looking now? Not very well, Good. mate. He's still got a greasy mop, though. <laughs> Are there any Brentford players you'd like to get into your team? Well, someone who I mentioned last week is David Raya, the goalkeeper. Yes. I've mentioned him several times. Fantastic goalkeeper. Got 10 points this week. I know, I know. Makes a lot of saves, get a lot, gets a lot of bonus points, clean sheets as well. Uh, yeah, I think he's one of them players. It's strange as a goalkeeper, but he has that effect on their on their team that he gets them ticking a little bit. I remember when he got injured, their understudy Fernandez who came in, just not really Premier League standard. And right. I think it is a direct consequence that they faltered ever since. So potentially see a Brentford upsurge with their best keeper back. Yeah. Looking past game week 26, well, in the next three game weeks after that, they have Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley. Those teams not exactly free-flowing football with them. Yeah. So I'd expect them to be tight games. This will define them. So I expect a couple nil-nils in there as well. And cool. that's why I'm transferring Rico Henry. Nice shout. Come on, Ivan. Show us what you got. Uh, Also, Wolves have got a double game week. They've got Leicester coming up. This week on Ollie's Oddballs. Hello, listeners. Ollie here. Um, My oddball for this week is Rodrigo from Leeds. So with Bamford out, obviously, for a long period of time, Rodrigo's come back from injury. Since coming back, he's played every single game. Uh, Against Aston Villa, he scored twice. And the game against Everton, he didn't get any goals but he did hit the post twice he's been a very creative player for them so definitely someone to get into your team and hopefully i don't think he'll be picked up in a lot of leagues yes leicester have the worst offensive xg since records began in 2014 2.10 a game no that is awful oh my god it's one of the worst offenses we've ever seen um Given uh, Leicester's defensive weakness, Wolves starts, it could be a good idea. It is two completely different teams in terms of this matchup. One team that's defensively disciplined, you'll see maybe one or two goals a game. Leicester, it's free scoring. (laughs) Apart from Liverpool and City, they've seen the most goals in Premier League games so far this season. Vardy and um, Fafano are back in training. Vardy 10 days away, apparently, from some action. Um, So we'll definitely be transferring him in. Uh, Leicester, another team that will definitely have a game in game week 30. Mm. That's going to be a crucial game week because a lot of of, uh, teams won't have players that are going to be playing a game that week. So you need to think ahead. There's only three games, uh, game weeks away. You need to think ahead and prepare that because that could be a crucial 
game I, I think with Leicester as well um, looking at Harvey Barnes against West Ham he was looking quite dangerous yeah. for a change he was going at his defender he got a couple of good crosses in the box that Leicester players yeah, didn't get yeah he was much more direct and he was looking more sharper. for threats so potentially if any points are going to come from them it might come Definitely. from Harvey Barnes on the contrary, I'd hold off on my Leicester attackers, though, just because I think Wolves will definitely grind out a clean sheet here. They're so defensively solid. Speaking of Wolves, we mentioned this, I think, a couple of months ago. Got to pick up Max Kilman. Yeah. Really good player. Played really well um, away to Tottenham. Burnley away. point. Yeah, Burnley away next and then Leeds, away, uh, Leeds at home. He's, so. he's England's best defender. <laughs> no joke. Uh, Jury's out on that. <laughs> <laughs> No, Wolves defenders will end up. Ike Nori. At the end, of, yeah, the end of the season, Wolves defenders will all end up in top fifteen sort of range because they get that many clean sheets at the moment. Next, let's go to West Ham against Newcastle. Yes, this should be a cracking game. Obvious no-brainer here is Jared Bowen. Reese, how are you feeling? Oh, it's, it's, it's actually so, so Can question. I just say he is wasted yeah. down there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, better, better question. <laughs> Reese, so where would you be without Jared Bowen? I think without Jared Bowen, I'd, instead of my 27 points, I may have scraped three. <laughs> we, uh, wouldn't, we wouldn't have invited you on the pod for starters. Yeah, yeah, no. But no, he, he has been pulling me through. And uh, obviously I lost to Will last week by a point, which is quite unlucky because Dan James did get his two. But Bowen, is he's on fire. He's in such good form. It's any chance he's getting a goal, he's taking it. It's it's brilliant to see. On the contrary, Antonio's recent form, 2-4-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. He was the main man at yeah. the start of the season, him and Ben Rama, but it's completely changed now. But what's so impressive about Bowen is that he's playing under his XG right now. Yeah, I know. He should be scoring more. One sort of mention for West Ham, though, is Aaron Cresswell, as always. Um, they haven't been great defensively recently. However, his last five back from injury, he's got 6-6-2-8. Six, six, eight and then a zero last week and that's all just coming through assists and just attacking play which is really promising but Newcastle are really the what the teams talk about right now huge blow for them um despite their good results the other week with Trippier breaking his foot yeah. so there's that set piece threat gone and a little bit of defensive stability sacrificed down that right hand side as well but they're still on and up I think it'll be a really good game this Dan Byrne played really well from them um against Villa they're looking good, I think. I think Newcastle are playing well, even with Trippier coming out. I think if they still continue playing the football they've been playing, they'll they'll get Appreciate out of the trouble. Uh, Joe Willock's first goal involvement of the season. Oh, any Look takers? out. <laughs> Seven in a row. <laughs> Wait, is, that, is that from him getting fouled at the edge of the box? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, Newcastle have won uh, the last three, so this should be an interesting game indeed. Next, we've got the Burnley double game week. Yes, please against Brighton and Spurs. This is simply massive, Henry. This is massive, Will. They're the only club with four matches over the next two game weeks. This is beyond belief massive. <laughs> Val Veghorst, though, Charles, talk to me. Wow. You well, watched the game Burnley-Liverpool. I, I How many chances did he miss? I watched it. Oh, my God. I remember I was on the chat being like, another missed chance, another missed one-on-one. Burnley should have been three up at half-time, and that is no exaggeration. They pulled Liverpool apart. Um, sadly for Weghorst, though, despite his potent threat, he went off injured. I know he did. However, looking at Dyche's <laughs> press conference... Well, the listeners may not yeah. have. <laughs> all, all four views on YouTube. Uh, he said that he should recover in time for this game week. Oh, well, thank God. Um, yeah, no, thank God for me. 
Yeah, I've got Maxwell Corner as well, and I am hoping for him to start both games. But he has flattered to deceive Will since coming back from Afcon, registering only one shot on goal and one key pass in his last two game weeks. Since he does take out set pieces though for Burnley with Weghorst up front, and and but Burnley in general they are more threatening with Weghorst up front. Like to pull Liverpool apart like that, it was like every ten mon- minutes at one point in the mm. first half. Like they they're drilled well, and they there could be some points to be made here. What about getting in some Burnley defenders here? So um, Burnley defenders, Reese obviously a lover of Connor Roberts. Uh, Burnley have conceded just three goals in Pope's last seven matches. Oh wow! Um, and with four matches over these next two game weeks for Burnley, um, I'd be investing in some Burnley defenders definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously looking at the fixtures, some of the teams they're coming up against. Obviously, Brighton away is a tough, tough game. Spurs, Spurs are on a down at the moment. They're playing awfully, so there's a chance there for clean sheets. And then the other two games, they got Crystal Palace away, where they're going to be solid, and then they got Leicester at home. So you're looking at that, and it could be a couple of clean sheets. One thing I time. particularly noticed in the Liverpool game from Burnley defenders is that, is that Tarkovsky is the main source of a lot of vertical balls over the top to workhorse. It's not necessarily coming from the midfielders or the fullbacks. It's going straight to the centre-back over the top. Uh, I'm not suggesting that he won't have been picked up in some of your leagues, but there's potential for maybe the occasional assist there. Interestingly, um, with Chris Wood's departure, uh, Ben Mee has Burnley's highest XG at the moment. What? I thought you'd like to know that. Of what? I, I did like Throughout to know the season. Yeah, what is it? 2.3. Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> and you can see where Burnley's problems are coming <laughs> from. <laughs> Weghorst has an XG of 1.05 already, which is which is pretty promising. Um, Cornet is massively outperforming his XG, as you said earlier, uh, Henry. Um, he's got an XG of 1.86. And All of his goals are like 25-year-old yeah. screamers. <laughs> yeah. And I let him go for Townsend. <laughs> um, but in terms of Brighton defenders, Lamptey could be one to pick up. Definitely. I can't believe you let him go, um, Will. Lamptey definitely one to pick up for me. I mean, after uh, Burnley, they've got Spurs um, and then Villa and Newcastle. And Lamptey gets forward so often, really attacking... Um, and I'd be expecting some points from him. I'm a huge, huge fan of Lamptey as much as the next person. One thing I do notice, though, he sort of tends to play, like, perhaps two every three games, and then when in those games gets subbed after 60 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you mentioned this He's well. really just struggling for fitness at yeah. the moment because he was out for so long. They are but, managing him because he, he has been riddled with injuries. Yeah, I mean, time. Adam Webster obviously should be in everyone's team, as should Cucurella. But with Lewis Dunk getting injured, I expect Veltman to come back into the team. So yeah, he Vel- may be Veltman a Veltman occasionally plays at right back when Lamptey doesn't play as well. Uh, so we're thinking he's going to play. Yeah, he'll get crosses yeah. into the box and everything. There's, an, there's a potential for an assist there, certainly. You mentioned Spurs earlier, Henry. Um, they've also got a double game week this week. Who are they playing next? City. City, mate. Man City and uh, defensively improved Burnley will are far from ideal opposition for Spurs. Uh, I feel like Spurs players, there's less to talk about here. I mean, I mean I'd mean, i be optimistic if I was a Son owner, you know. Uh, he's racked up three successive double-digit hauls against the Clarets and uh, has scored in three of his last four meetings against City. So I'd be optimistic if I was a Son owner. But apart from that, no. Defensively, they are all over the gaff, Will. Sanchez, good grief. Oh, oh, my God. And, and, and Lloris as well. Lloris is criminal at the moment. That what do you do against Wolves? Punch, punch the ball. Ben out. Davis as well. Davis I mean, look, it was Lloris's fault for it the bad It was a bad pass it. to him, yes. It but just clears it straight clear to it. him. I mean, what Joe Roden 
must be an absolute prisoner you if Davis and Sanchez <laughs> is starting ahead of him it is a disgrace he must be Sanchez turning up to training junk must do and Sanchez he's getting he's getting conversations from Matt Doherty on how to defend and what position to be in Matt Doherty's telling him how bad is Sanchez I was just about to mention that on a serious note Matt Doherty kind of is in the team now I've always thought like he's just made for that right wing back role he did it so perfectly at Wolves I uh, just couldn't get in the team even over Emerson Royale but with Emerson Royale being sort of publicly outed by Conte, expect to see Doherty a lot more. In terms of City, though, uh, it will be interesting to see how much rotation goes on. Yeah, I mean, they're already through in, in the Champions League, so Pep yeah. can afford to rotate or maybe even prioritise the league, actually. I think he'll prioritise the yeah. league. I don't know if it was a prehistoric interview, but I saw an interview this week on Twitter where Pep, Pep was talking to Gary Neville and he said he'd rather win the Premier League over the Champions League. I think he's potentially going to have to downplay it, obviously. Yeah. But obviously he's going to prioritise it as well. I know they're so clear in the league. Not not really, because if Liverpool win their game in hand six points away and then Liverpool still have to go to City, so Pep will still be fully concentrating on the league and playing his strongest team. So that will obviously include Sterling... Mares, Bernardo, De Bruyne. Mm. I'm going to dare myself to predict the Pep Roulette here, (laughs) which is going to have its own segment on its show (laughs) at this point. But one thing I noticed is that Sterling has played 90 minutes in the last two games, Champions League and against Norwich. So surely he will be rested for this game. And then also, dare I say it, the City front line is is looking a little bit thin. If you think of Jesus is injured... Grealish is injured. Sterling will probably be rested. It's going to be the Foden, Mares, and perhaps De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva that there. False nine, yeah. Yeah. Cole Palmer coming so, off. Look, I know we minutes. sit here every week and we try to predict didn't who you, Pep Guardiola is going to select. Didn't you predict that Grealish would uh, come on? I, I advise people to pick up Grealish and uh, I think he broke his foot or something. <laughs> well, I traded away Raheem Sterling. So there's all <laughs> For who? For Rafinha, Ooh. who's got Ooh. two points after two points. And didn't he go off injured? No, he hauled off because yeah. he's playing so badly. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Just that one. <laughs> My missing piece for this week is Jack at Morda. I think goals are going to come for the man. Brighton play good football. Only from a David De Gea save and hitting the crossbar, he hasn't picked up more points. So get him in your team. He's my missing piece. Uh, next, Southampton against Everton. Everton stopped a, a slide of fixtures last week by beating Leeds 3-0. It was an impressive performance from the Toffees, but DCL has yet to register a goal or assist since returning. I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, well, if you're a DCL owner, obviously I'm be worried. worried. But <laughs> they still got three goals. I know it was against a poor Leeds side, and I know there was no point involvement, really, from Donny van der Beek. Mm. But he was man of the match in the game, so I think that's going to come points-wise for him, as he needs to prove something anyway. Yeah. But I wouldn't be too worried as Everton with that three goals. They just need to keep going now. Richarlison seems to really have excelled since Lampard came in. Yeah, he seems definitely. to be the focal point of attack. I said on the pod last week I thought that person would be Calvert-Lewin because Lampard likes to play with a traditional big, mm. strong, quick number nine. But Richarlison seems to be fulfilling that role quite well. Yeah. Someone that seems to be really busy for Everton is Anthony Gordon, Will. Yes, um, He's registered five shots on target and two key passes, leading to one goal and one assist. And i got to say, in that game against uh, Newcastle away, when it was Lampard's first game, him in that pocket between the midfield and defence was unbelievable. I mean, the first 25 minutes, you yeah. couldn't stop him. Could not stop him. <laughs> Could not stop a world beater. <laughs> but then obviously they lost the game. But I thought he looked, ap- he looked unbelievable. Especially with Damari Gray out injured this week. Gordon could be 
in line for an even bigger role. Going to Southampton though, they're they've got they're in good form right now. They've yeah. picked up some great results. They're, they're in that bracket of team, you know, I would say like Brighton and, and Wolves are in that bracket as well. Really? They can go to a top six team and just like away from home yeah. and just control the game for periods of the match. Mm. They're really excelling at the moment. They Coached a, very well. They have such a strong spine, I think, as well. Um, you look mm. at the players, they've got someone solid in each position. You've got Ward Prowse. Broja's looking unbelievable yeah. at top. Salasu. Salasu is looking on, really on, on Broja, I think he is finally breaking into that bracket of like a reliable fantasy player. Definitely. Chele scored, Henry. I know, mate. Chele scored. Uh, Will picked him up and he's mistreated him all season. He's dropped him for some godly reason or whatever but i just can't pick chelly up you know i love him but dennis top point scorer for me Veghorst and watkins you just know if i trade away watkins he'll start scoring again with villa's run of fixtures um chelly great finish by him away to old trafford away at old trafford rather um and they got norwich villa and watford in their next three after after everton so You'd expect Southampton to be in the goals. In the future, when we film this podcast, we will have a poster of Chele above our heads yeah. at all times. Winning the World Cup he's for the, Scotland. He's the first. He's the first. <laughs> little, he's From the, the Midlands. We get. <laughs> yeah, or Pats and Daka. Well, I think I picked him up three seasons too early. <laughs> you can have him now if you want. I'll swap him for Ollie Watkins. Right, listeners, this week we remain in London, but this week we're in East London. We're in Stratford. We're at the London Stadium for the mighty Irons, West Ham United. Time of arrival, December 2021, for a 3-2 loss to West Ham, courtesy of a Masuaku cross, which Mendy decided to palm into the top corner. Price for a pint, £5.50 for a carling. Outrageous, but it's a spacious concourse. Slow cue, though, Miss Mount's goal in the 43rd minute. Not that we could have seen it anyway. We would have needed binoculars from the top tier. Atmosphere disjointed. I've got respect for West Ham, but you're too far away from the pitch. No engagement. Away fans have got clobber. One One of them was literally wearing a bin bag. Overall, it's a four out of ten. It's not a football stadium. It's a concert stadium. It's an Olympic stadium. Bring back Upton Park. Join us next week. I will be going to Selhurst Park to Croydon to the deep south to review the Crystal Palace Stadium. Join me next week. Reese, who's let you down this week? I'm going to have to go with Soufal. Um, You know it's bad when you've made Harvey Barnes look good for a week because he's had a poor run this season. But uh, I think West Ham are leaking goals, so I think he's going to sit on my bench for a couple of weeks and think about what he's done. Yeah, West Ham, you know, if you think of the principles that propelled them to a top four push last year, it was defensive discipline and, you know, a generally good defensive record. They haven't replicated that this season at all. No, West Ham, um, definitely not. David Moyes, for some reason, they're defensively not as sound as they were and sneaking the odd goal here and there. And now they're having to get late equalisers from Craig Dawson <laughs> just to get a point. I love Craig Dawson, mate. He's in my team. <laughs> Henry, who's let you down this week? Myself, mate. Ooh. I didn't change my team before before the deadline and left 16-point Adam Webster on the bench and started James Justin 1.20-minute cameo. And I lost my uh, game week by five points. So that would have got me oh, a crucial God. three points in this relegation battle yeah. that we're doing that we're involved in right Christ. now. Remember to set your team, people. Charles, who's let you down this week? Well, do you know what? I'm going to pull no punches here. I am a recent Ivan Tony owner, having engaged in some transfers with William Corsellas. And this is the second week. Look, I know he's injured and he can't do anything. 
sitting at home. But it's the second straight week where he's blanked. And I'm, I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, yes, there's some favourable fixtures coming up, but how valuable to that front three is he really? I traded him to you with those three fixtures in mind, thinking if it's going to happen, it's these three yeah, fixtures. Yeah, this is a make or break sort of period for him. So he's on thin ice. I would have thought Laporte would have let you down after his last 10 game weeks of starting 90 minutes. Yeah, so well, not I started against Norwich, you would have nah, banged he, on a he's in my good there. books. He can never let me down. William, who's let you down? For I think the third uh, week running, it's going to be DCL. Just not doing anything. I said this at the start of the season, man. Really? Well, well do you not remember? <laughs> Pull up. I said at the start of the this. season, DCL gets six goals this year and Everton finish 14th. I did. And you, you and Ollie laughed. You and Ollie look, yeah, looked to me like I was an idiot. Maybe I am, but I think they'll finish 14th. <laughs> well, I'll keep tabs on that, but DCL, please pull your finger out. Reese, who's got you up this week? Well, it's obviously the same man again. It's uh, Jared Bowen. Yeah. He, he makes me actually... A little bit excited about my team. But I do <laughs> want to point out, I'm more excited about Harvey Elliott coming back. Mm. And I've picked him back up. Oh, that's a great pickup. I obviously had him at the start of the season and his ankle just went a bit wobbly. Now he's coming back <laughs> again. Against Cardiff, against the scum, he got a goal. Looked good. Started against Inter. Yeah. I think looking at their fixture, I think Harvey Elliott's going to have me up over the coming weeks. I, I think if you sort of select a starting eleven for Liverpool... It's really tight between him and Henderson. If you think Fabinho and Thiago and the other two, yeah. I think it's really tight between those two. I think Klopp loves Elliot. He really loves him. Mm. And um, certainly towards the end of the season, I'd expect him to rack up some points. And I think he gives that Liverpool that little bit of flair. I think if you look at the rest of their midfielders, they're all just centre-mids, defensive. He links up really well with Salah and Alexander-Arnold on the right. Exactly. He'll pull out and allow, and allow the inverted runs to sort of occur. Yeah. Henry, who's got you up? It's Christian Eriksen, Will. Oh. Even though he hasn't played, obviously he's got zero minutes so far. Came on at half-time um, against Crystal Palace. Round of applause for him Yay. coming on from the Brentford supporters. Don't expect to see him against Arsenal away. However, with Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley after Arsenal... I expect to see some involvement from him then yeah. at some point, hopefully. I, I do actually agree that I think he is going to start picking up points the way Brentford do play. And do you reckon it'll be a, a bit of a mental thing with other teams where they know what's happened to him? Will they go a bit easier on him? Mate, he's ex-Tottenham. I'd charge into him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in his ear. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if we can predict that or not, but... I just know that he is he is a top player. He'll score a goal. He's going to score. No, exactly. He'll be on free kicks and pens. Yeah, yeah. So he'll he'll get points. Hmm. Will who has got you up this week? Um, on your recommendation, Charles, David Raya. Yes, he was my highest scorer last week with ten points. Um, I actually lost to someone who hasn't been able to log into their app for about six months, which is quite embarrassing. But yeah, David Raya, ten points. Great showing. Thank you very much. Welcome, Charles. Who's got you up? I know it sounds like I'm being a bit petty with you, Will, but I'm going to have to say it. it's Raheem Sterling. 18 points. I, would, I was looking at him thinking, who got the best out of that trade, myself or you, Sterling for Rafinha. But 18 points against Norwich. I had an otherwise fairly quiet week. I think the City players got me about 30 points. He would have gotten 21 if he didn't miss the penalty. I've messed up big time. Yeah. I've messed up. He's got... He's got Nine and 18 points since I've traded him to you. So maybe it's just a setting of... Maybe on. under better management, he's yeah, starting perhaps, to flourish. Perhaps. Better coaching. He wasn't doing jack for me, but um, well done, Charles. Reese, who's top of your waiver? Well, I've got two on my mind at the moment. Can, can I mention two or not? No, it's top, mate. So not top. tops. <laughs> okay, I've already talked about Morda, so I won't, I'll scrap him. I'm going to say Daniel Pedence. Mm. Um, 
I've always rated him as a player. I just love him, actually. Yeah. I think I'd l- I just love watching him play. No one, no one can get to him. Even the way his wife don't love him that he much. Just, he just he turns and like he's got such a low centre of balance because mm. he is a little dut. But the way he turns on the ball, he's just got so much space yeah. and he ran Tottenham ragged. And I think assists and goals are going to come. It's been for a him. very good pick up, Charles. Who's top of your waiver? It's an interesting one. I know he was mentioned earlier. Big week but for you this week. Yeah, no, it's a blooming good week against you, uh, Fabinho. Um, I have personally, and I can tell that a lot of managers out there, struggle to fill a void in that sort of fifth midfielder position. My midfielders currently are Sterling, Ziyech, Martinelli, Jota, which is good. And then I That's a great midfield. Yeah, and no, it's really good. And then it's sort of, you know, changed from Moutinho, McAllister. And I'm bringing in Fabinho this week because he He looks threatening. He he looks threatening from set pieces for Liverpool, which is a big part of how they play. And he scored five and seven. So I'm just going to take a shot on him. Why not? It's worth a shot. I think it's absolute madness. I think so as well, because he's been gonna... on penalties, which is why he's got a few goals. With Salah coming back, he's not going to be on them anymore. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see who's Stick laughing. Stick with the positivity, Charles. Stick with the positivity. Yeah, big big Stay game week. Stay tuned, yeah, listeners. Stay tuned. Second v third. Henry, who's top of your waiver? Mate, I've had a change of heart this pod, right? Oh. So it was originally on, Terry Glampty. On the pod, live, mate. Wow. Exclusive. <laughs> um, however, looking at, like Charles said, his minutes in his previous games... 30, 90, 28, 75, 34, 29. Mm. Like, that doesn't fill me with confidence that he's going to start and play all match and get some clean sheet bonuses. So I'm going to change to Rico Henry, mate. Yeah. Um, He's got a clean sheet, obviously, against Crystal Palace. After Arsenal, he'll have Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley. So I expect some clean sheets. He's an attacking threat down that left as well. Very dynamic. Brentford's main part of their game plan is probably their defence as well with their lack of goal output so um, they'll be solid and tight in those three games Will who's top of your waiver I'm going for Izzy Saar if he even come, if he even falls to me second top of the league they've got the double game week this week uh, and then they've got Man United and then they've got Arsenal but after that they've got Southampton and Everton so I'm hoping maybe he can rejuvenise their attack however it is a contentious one I may not do it because I do have Maxwell Corner yeah so I, it's a you were going to give away Maxwell Corner? I might do. Mate, I think, so this is the mistake I made. I think you should trade Maxwell Corner to someone else in the league. Yeah. Because they'll see him as Burnley's second highest, well, top, highest output um, mm. goal scorer and whatever. So I definitely think you should trade him away in yeah. the league. It's just with Burnley players, they've just got those double game weeks, but I don't know if he's going to start them. Obviously he'd start no, no, them. because he's he's injury prone. That's the problem. Dyke came out last week and was like, he's not ready for the... You may know that, but other people in the league might not it's know true. that. It's, true. it's mind games from Dyke, it is. <laughs> yeah. Not going to start our best player. Charles, what matchup are you looking forward to next week? Well, I'm at a bit of a crossroads here, Will, because I was going to say Jota against Norwich and Leeds. It's the easiest answer I would have given this season, but he's now injured. Yeah. And then I was thinking, okay, my newly firing Sterling against Tottenham, but I don't think he's going to play. So I'm going to go for quite a strange one. It's going to be Broger against Everton at home. Ooh. Everton are quite hit and miss with, with Lampard, as we've seen. They'll go and beat Brentford 4-1, for, uh, for and then they'll go and lose up at St. James's Park in a tricky away game. Mm. I think Southampton, given how well they're playing and how much of a key asset Broger is to them at the moment, I think he's going to score against Lampard. Yeah, right, running Michael Keane ragged, mm. no doubt. Henry, what matchup are you looking forward to next week? It is quite boring, Will, but I'm going to go with Allison against Norwich and Leeds. This is two 
Mortgage be- job clean sheets, mate. <laughs> yeah. This must be the first time you've had a goalkeeper on this part of the segment, which is really? encouraging. Yeah. Well, first for everything, mate. <laughs> the, these are two clean sheets. Put your dog on it. Yeah. <laughs> My dog on it. That's a new one. Uh, <laughs> Reese, what matchup are you looking forward to? I was week? also looking at the Anfield games, but I'm not going to be a sheep and follow Henry because um, obviously Harvey Elliott. I yeah. think he's going to get some goals. I'll uh, I'll go to the early kickoff. West Ham. And my man Jared Bowen oh, is yeah. gonna net again against Newcastle without Trippier, without Trippier, with that broken foot. So I think Jared Bowen hopefully now will get a bit of a another ten points for me. Will, which matchup are you looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to the Arsenal boys back in business. Brentford and Wolves at home. I've got Saka, Ramsdale, and Smith Rowe in my team. Just hate Arsenal. All right, so <laughs> Henry shaking his head. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to these Arsenal games. Obviously, don't like putting a lot of pressure on the boys because they more than often than not let me down. But this week, I'm feeling really good about them. Reese, what have you learned this week? I've learned that I've got very lucky during the January transfer window and being bottom of the waivers, and I've actually managed to pick up fairly few good players. Such as make Harvey Elliott's picked up, Donny yeah. Van der Beek's been picked up, Dalot's been picked up. Oh, you're going to be climbing the table. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really worried actually. And, and I've picked up Saar as well from Wolves, the Jose Saar, the keeper. So I've picked up five players. Who there. let him go? Uh, yeah, he was just on. I, yeah. What? We'll Why did go. you let him go? I let him go for Kepa. You're a f- <laughs> what? You're a f- idiot. <laughs> because because uh, it was before Afcon, and I was like, I've got Ramsdale anyway. I'm mental. I know. I can't believe I'm it. I'm mental. Will, I'm absolutely mental. You bowled the league. Did, did you also out. say you tried to st- trade Sterling for Gray before yeah, you yeah, traded yeah, 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 yeah. Which was yeah, rejected yeah. by Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Well, next time we have Dan, and we're going to break down that trade. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm quite excited. So I learned that a bit of patience and a bit of luck being at the bottom, which I was kicking off at at the start of the season with <laughs> Jose picking up a front three of Lukaku, Ronaldo and Kane, yeah. is now working in my favour. And I think I'll start creeping up the league a little bit and I won't be rock bottom. Who's uh, your prediction that'll finish bottom in the league, mate? It's got to be Dan. You think? It's Dan. Yeah. Oh. Dan's got a good team, though. No, he, he, he didn't uh, take uh, Raheem Sterling, and uh, that's going to yeah, come that back is When I was offering to him... Sterling like, would have seen him fire up the table. Yeah, definitely. But it wasn't to be. Uh, Charles, what have you learned this week? Bit of a strange one, but, you know, upon his performance against Norwich, Sterling and Diaz, I've just sort of learned and come to the conclusion that having world-class players as the spine, the backbone as your team... Is more important than getting too deep into oh you know oh he's got a double game week all oh, this like random little strike from from all this random striker from Brentford's got a double game week get him in just having those kind of like yeah. mainstay world class players is so intrinsic to having a good team. On, on this point, I was doing some research for the episode and Van Dijk has 116 points and Diaz has, has 114. That's seventh and eighth overall. Yeah. So and I, I is, think in general people round material. I yeah. think in general people just do overthink a little bit too much, hence you traded Sterling away and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. But like, you know, just having those world class players in your team who you know will eventually perform. Yeah, I think it's very important. For four weeks, but then they're gonna have that one game week where they get you near Precisely. twenty points and that consistency. Yeah, yeah I do agree yeah. with that. You make a good point there, Charles. Uh, Henry, you. what have you learned this week? It's warm in, it's warm in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned uh, to set a reminder will. Yeah. An hour before the deadline to set my team. If I'd have started uh, Webster, who had a double game week yeah. in game week 26, then I would have won. I uh, these are crucial points. I did I a crucial time of the season. I the business end. I check my, it's the worst feeling when you check your app and you go 
you go to change players and you realise, oh my God, yeah. they're all playing. And you've left double game weeks on the bench. Something not- I need to get off my chest um, a few <laughs> weeks ago. The app didn't tell me that Fabianski had a double game week. And so I put on Sanchez and I ended up losing to Oli by four points, who is top of the league. How many, so, po- how many points? So that's another thing I've earned. Fancy need to up their we're going, app. We're gonna. There's going to be an episode at the end of the season where we discuss changes to the app because I think we're all in agreement here that the app needs to be better. Once we're into I'll our change t- by once we're into our tens of thousands <laughs> of listeners, and EA will actually listen to once us. We put, yeah, we're EA. only eight weeks away EA. from the season. <laughs> <laughs> Just need an Tenic. Uber Chelsea retweet. William, what have you learned this week? I've just learned that strikers just suck at the moment. Really? I think they've sucked all season. Yeah, it's I've been a midfielder's season, midfielder. really. Sorry, it's just a yeah. wagon. <laughs> yeah. To say that Dennis was top of the forwards list yeah. for the majority of the season up until a few weeks ago is frankly despicable. With Lukaku in the league, Kane, Ronaldo, what's going Maybe on? Things this was meant to be the year for strikers. Yeah. Remember, Jose managed to get Kane, Ronaldo, yeah. Lukaku, and we thought he's going to tear up the league by sort of 9, 12 points. But it's transpired to be the season for midfielders. Like, as I mentioned just a minute ago, Van Dijk and Diaz being 7th and 8th overall. This is a lesson for next season's draft, mate. Mm. You pick... Pick midfielders who score. You obviously pick Salah, maybe Fernandes or whatever, but your priority's got to be defenders. Yeah, you're right. Fullbacks. You're right, you're right. Thanks very much for joining us, boys. Uh, Reese, Ple- Absolute pleasure, lads. Um, thanks for having me back on. And see you again soon. Hopefully we'll have you on again Oh, soon. definitely. You won't be bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Henry... Thanks, Will. Thanks very much for coming on. It's it's great to have you on as always. And Charles. Absolute pleasure, Will. Thank you again. Thanks very much for listening to us, guys. There won't be an episode next week. However, guys, you need to follow the Twitter. It's at Everywhere We Go P. Um, Obviously, this episode is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so we'll keep them coming on here, as well as on Mixcloud, and there'll be a TikTok and Instagram coming soon, as well as a YouTube channel. So keep updated, subscribe to us, and uh, yeah, good luck in your game week.